You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am just hanging out here with my microphone. Got a cup of tea going on. I'm having some turmeric and ginger tea. I got this tea at the farmer's market. It's like a loose tea. And then you just put it in the reusable, you know, I don't know what it's called, an infuser or tea infuser. And uh, I like that because it eliminates the waste. Like I like, we had been drinking the Trader Joe's turmeric ginger tea. And I love that. I love that tea. I think it's great. But there's like these little individual plastic packets that each one it is in and then the tag and then the tea bag and the little staple and this is really easy too and I feel like the tea is even better so if that's something that you've been toying with go ahead and start doing loose leaf tea this one is it's like legit once you get the hot water in there and then you look inside the little infuser it's like the turmeric is 10 times the size that it was so drinking that getting ready to go to the pool. So I'm dropping into the mic because I was journaling earlier about this episode. It was just really coming in. Um, How to be free of negative thoughts. How to be free of negative thoughts. I get a lot of folks, me included, that we get frustrated, right? We're athletes. We're achievers. We put our sights on something and we get it. And a lot of this work And a lot of these teachings, if not the majority, is all about really allowing. It's about the art of allowing. It's about the art of not doing, about the art of like, here's my goal, and now I'm going to make this list and this spreadsheet, and I'm going to draw it out on the whiteboard, and and I'm going to logistically put it together and take the action steps and get it. And we do still want to do that, but what I'm learning more and more of is that it's less of that. So it's like, just keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's like transitioning your diet to a plant-based diet, right? I always say to people, don't worry about like cleaning everything you love and are still enjoying off your plate. Like if you love steak, like keep it on your plate for right now because you're loving it, right? But I ask you to look at it and to really see if you love it as much as you believe that you do and then just start crowding it out. Start crowding it out because when we start adding in the beautiful, vibrant foods, the higher vibrational foods, our microbiome, our physiology will attune to that. We will want more of that. We will feel better because of it. I believe this has been my experience and it's really an effortless process. I've seen so many people take this process on and I've seen so many people overcomplicate it and not take the process on and then it's, you know the road to nowhere. We can get caught on the road to nowhere when we're getting frustrated with, you know, I've been meditating for a month and I'm still having negative thoughts. And remember, meditation is the base. It's not the add-on. Closing your eyes, stopping what you're doing, getting still, and breathing anywhere from five minutes to 90 minutes a day Once a day, twice a day, more than that a day. That is the absolute base of the work that we're doing here. It's the, what do they call it when they make a soup? 
and they have the little starter, right? Or the bread. They have to have the starter for the bread. Like this is the starter for the life that you really are dreaming of. And if you're already living the life that you're dreaming of, it's about expanding that and welcoming in more. We don't always have to be in like this total crisis. But what I will tell you is that as long as we're in these bodies, we're going to have that ego to relate to. And that ego travels through in the form of our thoughts, okay? So how to be free of negative thoughts. And I think what people try and do or what they get frustrated in doing, and this is what I've seen, is that they believe that the negative thought shouldn't be there anymore. I want to introduce this concept to you. Um, Maybe you're already embodying it, and that is high-level stuff. But the freedom that I'm talking about when I say being free of a negative thought doesn't mean that you are going to be free of the appearance of negative thoughts in your life. The negative thoughts are still going to be there. They're going to slide into your awareness here and there. You, You know, we have been letting our minds create by default. We have bought into a lot of things as truth, which really uh, we should be or uh, we can get into deep inquiry about and, and, um, and, move and rise above. There's so many limits that we have bought into. And I think one of those things is like in order to meditate, in order to be mindful, in order to be awake, we're not supposed to have these negative thoughts anymore. So the freedom that I'm talking about and the freedom that I talked about in episode one, the freedom from our minds, doesn't mean that these negative thoughts or these undesirable thoughts are going to go away. The freedom, you guys, is that the negative thoughts don't have the hold that they have on you right now. They don't have a hold on you. How do you know if you have if they have a hold on you? Notice how you feel as you're having them. Notice any form of wanting them to go away because that is resistance. And what we want to do is we want to allow them to be there and allow them to pass through us. How we do this is by releasing the attention that we're giving the negative thoughts and things in our life. Let's let's expand this a little bit. Things in our life that we find undesirable. One thing that really like rattles me is when, and we get a lot of this here in Southern California, which is so interesting that it's like so in my field now, is when a really loud motorcycle um, or a car goes by. Like I just get these thoughts of like, really? Like does it... Does it have to be that loud? Like, do, like, are the, you the only one on the road, right? Anybody else have thoughts like this? Like, what a jerk. Like, why are you so loud? Those are all negative thoughts. So I have practiced this for a long time, and obviously these roots go deep because I'm still working on it. But I feel as of late it's getting so much better where I'm just not fighting it anymore, and I'm, a, I'm imagining, I'm feeling, and allowing this undesirable sound to move through me, to just let those thoughts about it be there without energizing them, without giving them my attention. I I know too much to go back and pretend. I can't pretend that because somebody is riding their Harley Davidson and it's really loud that they're a jerk. Like I can't pretend that that has any validity anymore in my life. So 
The first step, you guys, is we've got we've got to pay attention. We've got to bring more present moment awareness into our daily life routine. And when we do this, we will be able to notice how often. So here's a little bit of homework. Notice how often you are focusing on the undesirable things in your life. And this is where people can get stuck because now we have awareness, right? Now we're shining a light on, on what we're focusing on and we're seeing it, but we're not changing it. And we have to assert our will. We have to, it takes energy. You guys, it takes energy. It, it takes our will, right? It takes that will to follow the workout that you know is going to hurt. You know that the, that tempo at the end of a long run is, is going to hurt. You know that interval is going to push you to a place that you've never been as far as your pace goes. But you do it anyway. You use your will, you show up, and you do it. So we have to use our will to say, oh my gosh, yeah, here I am again. That guy on the motorcycle is a total jerk. But you know that that judgment holds no validity at all in this world, that it's um, something that you are fighting against. You're not staying in flow. You're not releasing judgment. And therefore, these thoughts have a hold on you. And they are, they are determining your happiness factor in that moment. There's no freedom there. And until we shine the light on what we're focusing on, we're going to continue to create by default. I.e., I now live in an area where there's a lot of these really loud cars and motorcycles. Uh, when we're creating by default, it's like pause-free reactions. Nobody's getting in the gap. And it's like we're sleeping while we're living. So to kind of sum up what I'm talking about is attuning to what we find to be desirable, so better feeling thoughts, and focusing on those so that we turn our attention away from what we've identified as undesirable is when we give those undesirable thoughts a chance to fall away. Therefore, when we're doing this and we're not giving those undesirable thoughts our attention anymore, we stop creating reasons in our life to feel those undesirable thoughts, to see those undesirable thoughts, and to act from those undesirable thoughts because what we focus on expands. If we're not giving them our attention, then they are not going to expand. And I'm not talking about just moving on and pushing through. I'm talking about you feel that. You feel the sensation that you have. Feel it. And then I want to give you some techniques around what you do in that moment. So you shine the light. You see that you're in a negative neural looping. And you want to stop it. You're like, I'm done. I'm done creating. I'm done creating negativity. Like, I don't want negativity in the world. And here I am putting it out there. And this is what it means to be awake. And the thing is, is like over time, like I know some people really battle with like feeling guilty or judgment, but understand that's the same damn energy. It's the same thing just coming in the back door. So you got to use your will. You all have this. You all have this strong will every single one of you, and you can continue to get stronger with it. So I like techniques because they support the up-leveling process because what we're doing when we're using a technique in the face of a program that's undesirable that we don't want to continue to grease and lube up in our life 
is we start concentrating the mind on what we want. We are training the mind. The point of meditation is to make the mind one-pointed. That is the mind training. So a couple of different techniques here. Um, Number one, sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the environment. Our environment is stronger than our will. Okay, so if we're in the environment that is really um, dredging up and serving as the catalyst for these negative thoughts and this neural looping that we don't want in our life anymore, it's going to be really difficult for us to stay in that environment and allow these things to pass through us and fall away when the environment itself is holding the energy. So let that marinate. The other thing is the opposite game. I love the opposite game. One of the things when BJ and I moved here to California and we really risked everything to live this life that we dream of and we had been doing it for many, many years. We, we have always been risking, always been taking the little steps a little bit every day over a long period of time. But this one felt really big. This one felt more... Um, aligned with our expression and what Beach and I came to do in this life together and individually and the messages that we are here to, um, to share and to do that with a really brave heart. And so we told the universe, we have no plan B, like we're going all in with Yogi Triathlete. And it, we went through a phase where it felt like if money came through a faucet Somebody shut the faucet off and they, you know, took the hose off the other end of it. (laughs) It was like, whoa. It was an incredible blessing because it pushed us and pushed me, I'll speak about my experience, pushed me so far into a corner that I literally could not afford to, to entertain any thoughts of financial ruin or lack. So this opposite thing came up all the time. And let's say I was going to pay a bill and I'm going to pay it and all of a sudden, right, it all just rolls in like, oh my God, and then we have this pay and then what if we, what if we need to charge the rent again? And then I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like I'm going to freak out a little bit. It's too much. It's too much. I am not going to pay the bill in that moment. So I'm combining number one and number two here. I would walk out of the house. I would leave the environment and I would either take the dog for a walk or just by myself and I would go down to the beach and I would practice looking for abundance. I would look for the opposite. I would look for evidence of the opposite. So you can do this by using our physical world, which is amazing, right? If you're sick of people, uh, you think people are mean, go out and purposefully look for people who are kind and smiling and you'll see that you will see more of that. And so I would go down and I would look at the sand on the beach and the water and I would think about how many drops of water were in the ocean. And this took time, right? I was willing to put my to-do list aside so that I could attend to breaking this freaking cycle, which I did. Um, Let's say we look in the mirror and go, oh, I hate the way I look in these pants. What if we said, I love the way I look in these pants. I love the way I feel in these pants. I love these pants. So why would I, if I love these pants, like, and they feel good on me, like they fit, then why am I judging how I look in them, right? Like I love the way I look and see if you can get into that environment of love. So you go to the opposite. You go to the opposite. 
I shared on a previous podcast about how my teacher had given me the mantra joy. So this is another technique is mantra. If I put 100% of my awareness on joy, it's going to be 0% awareness on the things that don't bring me joy. I hope this makes sense because it's incredibly simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but these are incredibly simple techniques and you will never find a profound spiritual technique that's not simple. Like they are all simple. There's nothing fancy about this work. Uh, The other thing is journal. Journal. Couple ways to journal. One, let it rip. Just dump the mind. Get it out. Get it out. Release the suppression. Let her rip. You can also journal in a way of this opposite direction. So you can make a gratitude list, things that can help you uh, feel calm. You want to get to this place of calm because calm is where you're going to start to have more availability of these more subtle, higher frequencies like joy, um, confidence, strength, belief in self and others, trust, all of these. They make your life so light. Let's think if we had a life where we were confident and trusting in our decisions and those around us, and we had a life where there's no doubt, like that's light, light. There's not a lot of weight there. You can also list um, what you want in your life. Get clear on what you want, because a lot of times we'll get caught up in on, on that road to nowhere because we're not even clear on what we want in our life. Um, So get clear on what you want, journal about that. And then going into inquiry, I think really helps when we're trying to choose another thought. Remember, it's not, we don't need to change the thought. We're opening up to this mindset, this new perspective that all we have to do is just choose the thought we want and practice that and that will become the program. That's how, that's how, that's it, okay? So some questions I love to ask is, Like, what do I want out of this? So example, Um, back in the day, we were living in Boulder, I remember, and I just, this technique kind of came in in an instant, and I was pushing a a subject. I was trying to control something. I was trying to be right. I was kind of being nasty to BJ. And I, you know, in a conversation, I just thought, what do I want out of this? Do I want to win so he can lose? Or do I want a deeply connected, loving relationship? Like, I want a deeply connected, loving relationship. It was probably about like his closet was too crowded and it was seeping over into my side. Something probably really petty. I also would imagine what I looked like. Oh, that was like put a mirror in front of my face and turned to stone. And I imagined how nasty I looked when I was being nasty. And then I asked myself how I wanted to look. And that always required me to soften, to relax, to not fight, to not fight. The most, I think, one of the most powerful questions you can ask is, who would I be without this thought? And my answer to that that I have found is that I would be somebody who was free of this thought. So if we... Who would we be without negative thoughts? We'd be someone who was free of negative thoughts. And that's, you want to focus your attention on feeling that life. And that's how we do it, you guys. Feel into the life that you desire, the response that you desire. 
and train your mind every day in meditation.